0: Get ready to hear the truth about America
1: on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, we're coming out swinging. It's Monday morning. I just got off of my Fox and Friends appearance. I do every Monday morning. And a very simple question was asked me. He said, you know, uh, a, a large numbers of people in Russia are entirely unaware that there is a substantial war going on right now in Ukraine because of the control of Vladimir Putin has over the media, and you know what I said to them, Joe? I know, I know. We have it. I, we don't usually do the show like this, but it's important. I said, you know, that's kind of weird because that sounds exactly like what's happening here. <laughs> where a bunch of people think the coronavirus death rate is ninety percent. There are people who think the police kill twenty five thousand unarmed black men a year. Where uh, there are a substantial swath of liberal Democrats think that there's a peepee tape out there, and Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. Where where Democrats still believe the Pfizer vaccine is ninety five percent effective, or something like that. Some Democrats. That's kind of strange, right? That's kind of strange. How Russia information control tyrants leads people to believe things that aren't things that aren't true. Liberals fact checkers, big tech information control weird, and people believe things here that aren't true too. Oh, oh yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I know you, I don't come out of the shoot like this hot all the time, but I just got off Fox and Friends, and I'm so tired. Of Not them, by the way. It's a, it was a good question. I'm tired of people in this country who don't understand that the real fight for freedom and liberty, in addition to what's going on in Ukraine right now, where they have the right to self-determination, is right here at home. The exact same tactics are being used here. <sighs> Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, let's get right to it today. Ladies and gentlemen, I am really, really fired up about this whole thing. I'm I'm extremely sad to watch the United States uh, just collapse in live time right here. It's really, really upsetting. Using the same tactics as Putin. All right, let's get right to it. I got that. A good news, bad news update. Some interesting predictions from a futurist about where this war is going to go. And Biden and possibly the single dumbest soundbite from the Biden administration yet. Let's go. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. I know. Hot. Joe, uh, yeah, Joe, is, uh, Joe had a rough week last week. We're going to leave the <laughs> details of that for Joe. But, uh, yeah, Joe is back. <laughs> we just found out today. Yeah, good job, Joe. Joe is okay, though. Hey, I know I'll real, get him. I shouldn't say. We're, we're Yes, all good. Joe is okay. And one thing i got to tell you, so one thing on a quick personal note I've always admired about Joe is in the seven years now I've been working for him, this cat has never missed a freaking day of work. It's amazing. Joe is like an X-Man-like Wolverine <laughs> superhuman. No, I'm serious. You've got some kind of like sick immune system, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> this guy, I've missed a day of work. Uh, seriously. Well, have I? No, not really. No. But still, it doesn't matter. Joe doesn't miss work. So good for you, Joe. All right. I'm glad to have you back full force. Thanks, bro. So there was a, you got it. Political Playbook had an interesting thing this weekend from Francis Fukuyama, who uh, fashions himself a futurist. Uh, and, it, you know, obviously the guy is an anti-Trump guy because he throws in there with the tyrants, Donald Trump at the end. But he had some interesting predictions as to where this is going to go, this Russia-Ukraine ongoing war. And I'm going to give you some good news, bad news updates before I get to a very important segment by Tucker that you all need to see. That's coming right up. He mentions a couple of things, though, Fukiyama here, that if these predictions are accurate, and the only reason I put him in there is because I think there's some, this, even though this guy's kind of delusionally anti-Trump, there's some things he says in this that are that are interesting and worth considering. He says, quote, Russia's headed for an outright defeat in Ukraine. Their collapse of position could be sudden and catastrophic like that rather than happening slowly through a war of attrition. There is no diplomatic solution to the war possible to this happening. Hold on that. Keep that up for a second. Dude. I'm going to get to this in a second. How he may not be wrong There's a Sky News article showing how he may not be wrong, Fukuyama. The Russians may be in a worse position than even the the media reports are letting on. And I'm not talking about propaganda on either side. He goes on. He says, listen, the Biden administration's decision not to declare a no-fly zone or help transfer the MiGs were good ones. I have to be honest with you. I, I have to agree at this point. They've kept their heads during an emotional time. They haven't kept their heads, but stop kissing their cabooses, all right? But it's much. He said it's much better to have the Ukrainians defeat the Russians on their own. Listen to this. Listen to this. Depriving Moscow the excuse that NATO attacked them, as well as avoiding all the obvious escalatory possibilities. Yes, that's absolutely correct. He goes. Last point, quick. He says a Russian defeat will make it possible a new birth of freedom and get us out of the funk about the declining state of global democracy. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about that. But that point he makes there is, is a good one. We can assist the Ukrainians to do this on their own with air quotes because we're helping them. Kind of like we helped, uh, you know, the Mujahideen in Afghanistan. Again, not a great example. I understand that. Not talking about what happened after with some of those weapons that found their way into terror groups. But I am talking about they did manage to defeat the Soviets. Again, I'm not talking about what happened later on. But we can help them do that, let them defeat the Russians themselves, and then they don't have an excuse the United States and NATO did it. Interesting analysis there. So there is some good news, bad news. Here is the good news portion of the update in the Russia-Ukraine war. Sky News is reporting that Russia says there's been, quote, substantial progress in peace talks and a joint position could be reached soon. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, I'm just going to give you the bottom line up front. When you, If you're Vladimir Putin and you think you're winning here, right, winning in this war, why would you be talking about substantial progress and kind of winking and nodding that Ukraine may be a viable state at this point when you've always talked about it in the past as a Russian territory? I think he's getting hurt. The convoy up north has been getting hurt. The javelins are doing real damage. The air picture still has not been secured by Russia. There's been uh, the, the, the talk of occupying Ukraine is ridiculous. It's a country of 40 million people is they couldn't even occupy Afghanistan. You think they're going to occupy Ukraine? Seriously, a country that had far more difficult problems with a national identity than Ukraine does. Not going to happen. He's talking about substantial progress because they're worried. Here's the bad news, but I say bad news with an asterisk next to it. Next, the Wall Street Journal. Russian missiles strike Ukrainian military base near the Polish border. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a serious escalation right here. Putin did this on purpose. Florida National Guard troops were at this training site, this military base in western Ukraine, just a little few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago. Not that long ago is my point. Putin knows that. It was done on purpose. It was done to send a message that he's willing to escalate this thing. Now, why is he sending that message now? Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's a sign of desperation. I do. I think it's a sign of desperation, him saying, look, I can hit close to Poland. I can hit a NATO country. If I do, you're going to have to jump in. I think it's that instinction burst of behavior we talked about here where he's figuring, let me try to. You follow me here, Joe? If this doesn't make sense, help me out here. He's trying to wring those last concessions out of the West, Ukraine, NATO and the United States before he says finally, okay, I got to agree to a peace deal. I'm in real trouble here. Yeah. So I think he's escalating in one last attempt to try to get extra concessions out of these countries that are supporting Ukraine and Ukraine themselves.
2: In other words, So kind
1: of good news. He yeah. wants
2: his Coke out of the machine. He wants it now. He's wow. put his money into the machine, he's kicking the machine. For those of you
1: like Joe, who listened to my show about extinction bursts, put money in the machine, Coke machine, one day you don't get a Coke, you put a dollar in, what do you do? You kick the machine. Right. It's an extinction burst. You've been used to being rewarded in the past. Putin has been rewarded in Crimea, in Georgia, Bingo. in 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 in, in uh, Eastern Ukraine for his terroristic activities, which is what they are. He is not getting; he's getting his ass kicked. And so, in one last attempt, he's kicking the hell out of the machine. Go, give me the coke, give me the coke. Yeah, and the coke's not coming out. And eventually, you stop kicking the machine. That's a great thanks, Joe. You clearly pay attention, <laughs> which is amazing considering you do these other things too. All right. So good news, bad news, bad news with asterisk. asterisk. Let's see if um, a prediction comes true that this could end fast for Russia. We'll see. It's not my prediction. It's Fukuyama's. But I don't think he's that off on that. All right, moving on. We got a loaded, loaded Monday show. Actually, gee, I said to you in the beginning of the show, I wasn't too stoked about a lot of the content. I, I You know what? I'm taking that back. I'm actually looking through this show, and it looks pretty good. Although self-praise stinks in the middle of the show. I got a little excited halfway through this. Watch this from Tucker. Ladies and gentlemen, this is probably the most important monologue he's done in a long time. That's why I opened the show hot the way I did. And I said that same thing on Fox and Friends this morning. We've been warning forever. It is our obligation. First, first. The verdict is in. First to protect civil liberties and freedoms at home. We aren't going to be able to do a damn thing to defend Ukraine or any other country from global terrorism if we cannot be the leader, economic leader, military leader, and if we don't have the moral certainty that we are on the high ground here around the world when it comes to freedoms. If we don't have that, it's over. It is our obligation to defend it here first. And the fact that some of these people, this big tech, corporate, government Fact-checking media symbiote is using this crisis in Russia, never letting it go to waste, to attack civil liberties here at home is a huge priority. Here's Tucker. It was an eight-minute monologue. I can play the whole thing. I got about a minute and a half of it. Talking about exactly that. It's time to slow down. As Fukuyama said, and he's right, it's time to be patient here. Use reason. And it's time for us to get very concerned about this comp- concentration of corporate power Using government to suppress free speech here at home. Listen to this. It's important.
2: The tech monopolies now exert a level of control over American public opinion that has no precedent in all of history, eliminating Section 230 or whatever piddling reform Congress is talking about at the moment. It all seems like a joke at this point. It's too late. The medieval church had less command over society's emotions than Facebook and Google and Twitter now do. For the past two years, you have watched these companies above all define who you as an American must hate. Depending upon their directive of the day, our citizens dutifully change their social media avatars from BLM signs to mask up slogans to now Ukrainian flags. Each is a crisis and each new crisis is carefully stage managed from Silicon Valley at the direction of the White House. How does the human brain compete with this? How does it understand it? Well, it doesn't. Clarity and perspective become impossible. In the hysteria, even the recent past just evaporates. The morning that Russia invaded Ukraine, you may have been talking about a lot of different things, COVID or crime or the southern border. Not anymore. Much to relief for the White House, all of those topics have been forgotten, maybe forever. No population has ever been more skillfully manipulated than our population is being manipulated right now. Folks,
1: that monologue is, I don't know, eight and a half minutes long. It doesn't matter. Close to it. He goes on, it's one of the most important pieces I've seen on TV in a long time. You are being manipulated here, and I want you to remember the term, and I'm not trying to use SAT words to sound smart or to make you sound smart or anything. It's just appropriate here. You are being manipulated by information asymmetries, just like Putin is manipulating his people at home. The tactics are no different. Vladimir Putin is a savage. He's an international terrorist, but do you understand the tactics he's using to get his people to believe he's winning in a last ditch effort to hold on to public opinion, even though he's getting his ass kicked in many places, not all in this war, they work at home. There is an asymmetrical relationship for information where Putin knows things that his people don't. Why? Because he prevents them from hearing it. How is the same thing not happening here? I'm going to show you at the end of the show. How the government works with these fact checkers with a wink and a nod, healthfeedback.org, a total scam site. And it's nothing more than a government propaganda site. How they then work with big tech who has more power than any institution in human history to push you and prod you and manipulate you to get you to believe things that aren't true. How the hell is it that people in Russia, many of them don't know what war is going on, and people here who believe propaganda, still believe there's a pee tape, a collusion hoax, and that Joe Biden's not responsible for inflation. It's because you are being manipulated all the time. You ever notice, as Tucker says, we go from one, everyone needs to be in a moral panic over this crisis to the next? Did you notice that? We went from COVID, Joe is going to wipe everyone off planet Earth it's so bad. You mm-hmm. all have to walk around wearing face decorations on. You have to get an injection. We're not even sure works. Oh, I got the Pfizer CEO. It's saying that. Saying that. Coming up next. We've loaded show today. Loaded show. And we all did it. We all put up cute little avatars. I'm for whatever thing is the thing right now. I'm for the thing. Right, Joe? Are you for the thing? We're hmm. for the thing. Guy, are you for the, for thing? the thing? The thing. What's the thing? I don't know. The thing thing. is, whatever big tech government and the fact checkers, right? As Joe said it, tell you is the thing. They'll tell you what the thing is. And we're supposed to be worried about the entire globe. You're not gonna be able to help anyone in Ukraine if we devolve into a tyranny here. Just quickly, back to kind of good news, bad news on Ukraine. We've got a lot, a lot of material to cover today. The New York Times of all places has a interesting piece on China. China, ladies and gentlemen, this is kind of some bad news for Russia, potentially good news for us. I think even China is starting to realize that this has been an embarrassing military effort by Vladimir Putin. And I believe they're concerned, significantly concerned about the economic implications on China if this continues. This is from the New York Times, which occasionally, once in a blue moon, Joe, a blind squirrel finds a nut actually decided some journalism could be in place that's crazy new york yeah. times russia asked china for military and economic aid for ukraine war us officials say so the spokes uh, a spokesman for the chinese embassy said he'd never heard of this request from russia he says quote listen to this this is very important I'm surprised this isn't get more media coverage the current situation in ukraine is indeed disconcerting that's from china's embassy in washington He also said the high priority now is to prevent the tense situation from escalating escalating, or even getting out of control. Oh, weird. Kind of weird, right? China is now concerned about it getting out of control and wants this thing de-escalated? You think Putin's winning? You think he's winning that his buddy Xi Jinping, who was was giving him back rubs, Vladimir, he probably is a PP tape on him, right? Oh, yeah, look at me, uh, Vladimir, we love you, buddy. How does that feel in the traps? That kind of weird, right? That China all of a sudden is looking for a de-escalation? You think China's worried about having to finance the Russian regime as it collapses going forward? You bet your ass they are. China's not the economic powerhouse, ladies and gentlemen. You think it is. It's about 10 times as large GDP-wise, but its GDP per capita is about the same as Mexico's. That's a fact. They're worried about having to take on Russia like an adopted stepchild that they're going to have to support economically from this point on. Number one. And number two, China's embarrassed. China was hoping Russia succeeded quickly in taking Ukraine, which is not happening. So what could happen, fellas? It's obvious. They can invade Taiwan and say, look, Russia did it. We're going to do it too. Matter of fact, it's so easy. Now they've got their population and others around the world figuring out they can use all these economic sanctions the same way they did about South Africa during apartheid, and they could cause real trouble. And China's like, oh, boy, we better rethink this thing. Putin embarrassed us. China's also in a little bit of trouble because of a new outbreak of COVID. You see this story by the slimes? Shenzhen imposes a lockdown and Shanghai restricts non-essential travel as China's new cases jump. Look at the date, March 13, 2022. That's now. Well, it's yesterday, but that's what I'm saying is that's now. Folks, the China vaccine was Sinovac was awful. China's got a serious problem here with COVID. You think they want to take on Russia right now as a uh, again as an adopted child? an economic child that they have to support from this point on. They've got their own issues right now. Chinese government doesn't know what to do. They're begging for a de-escalation at this point. Putin bit off more than he can chew. But don't forget and keep in mind always, we have crises here at home with freedom and liberty and an economic crisis here too. And if we can't help ourselves with freedom and liberty and with economic liberty and a strong military here, then we damn well can't help anyone else either. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and the are made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Okay, folks, all of this going on right now is going to exacerbate the supply problem we have at home. When I say all of this, I just mentioned, obviously, the Russia-Ukraine war, which is causing a lot of problems. Russia was an exporter of 8 million barrels of oil a day. Uh, trying to replace that from the world market's not going to be easy. It's not. We could probably produce 1.5 million more here right away if Biden would get out of the damn way, but he can't because he doesn't know what he's doing because he's totally incompetent. But another story I just mentioned is tying into this supply crisis. Less supply is going to mean, of course, that there's more money chasing even fewer products, which is going to mean worse inflation. That China story also plays into this. If their economy is shut down in these major cities in China, where a lot of stuff is made, made in China, you don't see a lot of made in Russia stuff outside of gas. You see a whole lot of made in China. If they have a significant national Omicron crisis and they engage in these shutdowns, ladies and gentlemen, inflation could get worse. Of course, Biden's oblivious to all of this because he's completely incompetent and he lies all the time about inflation and his role in doing it. Biden and a lot of swampy Republicans, to be fair, have printed a lot of money chasing fewer goods. Now, Biden's trying to blame this all on Vladimir Putin, which is hilariously stupid. Here is the left wing media. I've got a couple videos coming up of left wing media people saying, "Eh, I'm not sure the Putin inflation thing's going to work. Why are they doing this, by the way? Oh, why? Because they're committed to truth? Ha! Ha! That's hilarious. No, no, no. They're not committed to the truth. They're trying to tell the Biden administration that the Putin-caused inflation thing is ridiculous and it's only going to hurt you in 2022, so let's stop you now so we can protect you. These are activists. These aren't serious people. Here's uh, ABC saying, hey, how exactly is this the Biden inflation, uh, the Putin inflation that started when Biden took office? Check this out.
2: If you look at the numbers, uh, inflation really started to rise almost exactly when 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 Biden came in the White House. Now, now yeah, obviously well, that, that argues my point, uh, doesn't uh, it? But, but 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 look at the look at this chart on gas prices uh, just since February. If if you look at the, I mean it's it is a it is a shocking increase.
1: This is ABC again saying what I've been telling you the entire time. Again, you're not wasting your time here, folks. The inflation started when Biden took office the invasion of Ukraine started just a few weeks ago. So how those two factors are correlated when they're not in fact correlated is just a fiction of the Biden administration. Now, this guy is in a panic over the inflation in our economy. And ladies and gentlemen, with the situation in China now, with Omicron, with Russia, Russia, Ukraine, potentially getting worse before it gets better. And as Joe just beautifully summed up, the Coke machine extinction burst crisis with Putin, he makes it ugly before it gets any better. Inflation's going to get worse. I'm warning you now, mark the date. It's going to get worse before it gets better. We can fix it, but it's going to get worse. Biden knows that. So now instead of, again, being a problem solver, like a normal person would do, what is Biden doing? Now he's just lying. He has taken the gaslighting to new levels. Listen to the panic in his voice as he says something so ridiculous. It's probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard this incompetent buffoon say. Check this out. I'm sick of this stuff. We have to talk about it because the American people think the reason for inflation is government spending more money. Simply not true. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, he is unlike Joe and I, who are both big, uh, big mouths, right? He is not. Um, yeah, right, Joe and I have this We're like two peas in a pie Gee's very quiet Gee just said Just un, unprovoked He goes You hey, know what I'm sick of this stuff too Which believe me For Gee's a huge thing He doesn't talk a lot During the show He's sick of this idiot too So government spending Money it doesn't have Where it creates money That doesn't exist To chase products That don't exist Isn't causing inflation <laughs> Even NBC NBC The nothing but Clinton network NBC I mean, as left wing as you get, even NBC was forced to fact check this. This is hilarious. Check this out.
2: Today, President Biden responding, saying he's fighting to bring down prices, blaming inflation in large part on what he calls Putin's price hike. But prices surged last month almost entirely before Russia invaded Ukraine, and inflation has been soaring above 5% since last May. Republicans blasting the president. Gas is over $4 a gallon. and What does Joe Biden say? He said it's all blamed on Russia. Energy prices have been going up dramatically from the day he took office.
1: NBC. Listen, this isn't, please don't mistake this for an effort for these media outlets to be honest and show some integrity and candor. It's not what's happening here, folks. They're sensing increased political danger to their leftist activist buddies. And the donor class and the media class is getting worried they're going to get crushed in the midterm elections. Polling shows nobody believes Biden's stupid fairy tales that spending a lot of government money we don't have isn't causing inflation and Putin is. They are trying to help the Democrats. There's nothing to do with truth. The media doesn't do truth, okay? Here, you want the hard reality? We always bring receipts here. Here's an article from January of 2022 in Barron's, a relatively non-political source. The article by Robert Heller is a grim history repeats at the Fed. It talks about, ladies and gentlemen, something very simple to understand. The explosion of the money supply in the United States. Let me just briefly explain to you what happens. I've got a video of Thomas Sowell coming up too, explains it very eloquently. The Federal Reserve, Federal Reserve notes, you see, I'm, I'm sorry, there are liberals listening. I don't mean to talk slowly. FRNs, Federal Reserve Notes. That's what's on your money. Look at Federal Reserve Note. They print the money. When the government wants to spend money, it doesn't have the federal government, which it's been doing in by the by the trillions every year for a long time. Republicans and Democrats. Bush, Obama, Trump and, and Biden. It, the government prints a bunch of bonds. Who buys the bonds? The Federal Reserve, they just print the money. So effectively, the government is getting money from the Federal Reserve that's just printing it at this point. The money supply has exploded because the government's spending money it doesn't have like it never has before. Fast forward to 2020 and this Barron's thing. In response to the sharpest recession in U.S. history, the government instituted unprecedented fiscal stimulus measures that sharply increased the federal deficit. Translation, we spent a lot of money we don't have. Now we're spending even more we don't have. The Federal Reserve supported these fiscal actions by buying up much of the newly issued debt. Oh, it did. As a result, the ratio of debt to gross domestic product reached a record record of 136%. While, listen to this, M2 is a measure of the money supply. While the M2 money supply skyrocketed, from 15 trillion in January of 2020 to 21 trillion in November of 2021. So you're telling me you're going to add six trillion dollars to the money supply. And to the money supply, in in about a year or so. And you you you're doing this while supply lines have dried up, fuel sources are drying up from Russia and covid's impacted supply lines here in ports are backing up so you're going to have 6 trillion more dollars facing f- uh, buying fewer products and joe biden is still telling you that the government isn't the cause of this <laughs> it's yeah gee said it right you putin 100% <laughs> putin did it putin joe putin increased the money supply to 6 trillion couldn't have done it better really that's <laughs> Yeah, Putin's, Putin's on the Fed Board of Governors now. I didn't realize that. By the way, on, on a serious note, um, obviously he's not, a. We're, we're obviously kidding. But fact checkers, we're kidding. We're, we're, it's a joke. Just just a note. Bill McCarthy, I know you got a certificate. But really, Vladimir Putin couldn't have sabotaged the U.S. economy any better, even if he was on the Fed Board of Governors. Amen, bro. You're darn freaking right, man. Thank you, buddy. You know it. Showing you, ladies and gentlemen, how dangerous and destructive to our economy this inflation is going to be. We're not going to be able to help Ukraine if we can't help ourselves, and we become Zimbabwe, adding zeros to the currency just so people could buy bread eventually. What are you going to be, the Weimar Republic? You want to continue to print money? Look at this article by Redfin. A record 8% of U.S. homes are now worth at least a million dollars. Joe, remember when a million-dollar home was a big deal? Yes. Not so much anymore. Roughly one out of 10 right now are million dollar homes. Let me give you just a quick example of this. Personally, I own a house. I own a, I own a couple houses. I'm not, I'm not, Bernie Sanders. I'm a free market guy and I'm not shy. I worked hard and I love real estate. So I, one of them, my, my mother-in-law lives in and we bought that house. Joseph, you've been there. You've seen it. You yep. remember that house, right? Yeah. Nice house, right? But yeah. not, not, I mean, nice house, but nothing like crazy, right? Yeah, nice house, I mean, it's yeah. not like, yeah, nice house, but it's nothing like insane. Wouldn't you agree? I nice. mean, it's not yeah. like a Beverly Hills mansion. No. I bought that house for $520,000 about seven years ago. Just saw a Zillow estimate of that home. My wife sent me a exact site, this uh, the exact same house in the exact same neighborhood for a stunning $899,000. Who? Tell me again, Putin, Joe, Putin did that, right? Key, did Putin do that? Is Putin bidding on my house? Man. Putin, oh, man maybe I'm a conservative. I mean, who knows? The Democrats, I went to Russia once. Joe's been in Russia. We're definitely colluding with Putin. So who knows? Maybe Putin <laughs> did buy my house, right? Leftist. maybe David Cornell will write a piece on it or something like that. Now, what's the Democrats' solution to this massive food, rent, housing, fuel, inflation crisis? I mean, who needs those things to live? Full food, fuel, Housing, transportation, nobody needs any of that stuff. Don't worry at all. They're really like staples of modern life. The Democrats have a solution. Wall Street Journal has a piece on it. It's called Democrats for Higher Gas Prices. Their solution, Joe, don't worry, is they want to put a tax hike. Yes, a tax hike on gas companies. That'll do it. That'll do it definitely. They want a per barrel tax equal to 50% of the difference through the current and average price between 2015 and 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, again, the truth I know because we live in an information asymmetry country where we copy Vladimir Putin's anti-free speech tactics here. Some stupid fact checker will fact check this or something like that. If they implement this tax, which they want, these Democrat senators want it, a tax on gas and oil companies right now, prices will go up even higher. Uh, they probably won't implement it. I, 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 I doubt even the Biden administration would sign the stupidity. And you watch what will happen. There will never be an apology. The fact checkers will pretend it never happened. And they'll try to say Putin did that too. As if Putin's not only a member of the Federal Reserve, but Putin is also a member, uh, don't worry, of the uh, Congress and the Senate as well. And he could also sign things in the House. So don't you worry at all. Now, a legend in our time, the great Thomas Sowell, one of the greatest economic thinkers of our time, He did a piece in 2010. He does it on Uncommon Knowledge with Peter Robinson. It's a really great show. If you ever want to watch a great, great show, Uncommon Knowledge is fantastic. Thomas Sowell was on there often. Hat tip them. Here is Thomas Sowell on Uncommon Knowledge talking about the role of the Federal Reserve in all this. The Federal Reserve, again, is the U.S. ordained entity that prints our money, Federal Reserve notes. The Fed prints the money. The Fed is now printing money and giving it to the United States government. It's supposed to be independent, the Fed. That's a joke. It's not. It's financing our largesse. Here's Thomas Sowell talking about, why do we even need a Fed? Ever since we've had the Fed, we've had nothing but troubles. I'd rather have banks print their own money, let them compete amongst each other, right? Who's got the best bank money? No, no, we can't have that. we got to have a Fed. They've done so much better. Have they? Check this out.
0: There's no evidence that I can see that over this vast period of time that the Federal Reserve has existed, that things on the whole have been better. The great post-World War II uh, uh, inflation was fed by by the Federal Reserve doing exactly what they're planning to do now, namely buying up the bonds issued by the Treasury.
2: Oh, but don't you have? I have to say, I wasn't expecting your answer to, uh, to run in this direction. So I don't have questions, follow-up questions prepared. Or you may actually, have, I may actually have to think here in real time. But don't we have the example of that period from '83 through a uh, couple years ago? That 25 years of economic expansion, we had only two. Downturns. They were both very shallow and very brief. And what you had was Paul Volcker, whom Carter appointed, but Reagan gave the freedom actually to wring inflation out of the currency. He did that by the mid-80s. The economy takes off. Alan Greenspan does a reasonably good job. And then at the end, there's too much money in the – but maybe five years of getting it wrong. So you What got- Volcker did – was undo the harm that previous Federal Reserves
0: had done. <laughs> Including Arthur Burns. Yeah, Unfortunately, who was my teacher and one of,
2: one of my much admired. Right, right. So, but what would you replace it with? How would the currency, who, who would, how would the currency run? We, 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 we would
0: replace it. We could replace it with what, what existed when it was created. Which was the gold, gold standard. <laughs> Well, it may be the gold standard, but maybe not. But, I, but there's no evidence. That these. What would you replace the things always bother me? you know. Oh, like do? When someone removes the cancer, what do you replace it with?
1: <laughs> okay. if you remove the cancer, what do you replace it with? Thomas Sowell's right. What do you replace it with? Well, the system we have now isn't working. Maybe if we went back to the gold standard, it may make a difference. Maybe we should try that because what we're doing now, printing a bunch of money we don't have, causing a massive inflation crisis, is certainly not working. Maybe if we went back to a gold standard where banks could print money and were connected to a standard gold, and banks would have to compete for the more sound money, wouldn't that be interesting? No, no, let's stick to the failed model. That's a great idea. That's just a gem. Showing you how dumb the media, the symbiote, the big tech fact checker symbiotes gotten, Joe Biden and the rest of them. Here's one of the dumbest people in the media, the Washington Post's hilarious buffoon, Jennifer Rubin, who tweeted out and seemingly misses the entire point of her tweet. Voters in a stupid nutshell. She's calling voters stupid. This is Jennifer Rubin, the conservative air quotes at the Washington Post. Biggest clown at the Washington Post. According to an ABC News poll data, 70% disapprove of Biden's handling of gas prices. Though even more responded, 77% support his proposal to ban Russian oil even if it means more paying at the pump. So Jennifer Rubin, who's apparently incapable of understanding that printing a lot of money we don't have will cause inflation and that 70% of Americans understand that, is not necessarily the same thing as banning Russian oil. She's totally incapable of processing it. You get what I'm saying, folks? Yes. If we were to ban Russian oil, it may make gas prices go up in the short term. But right. 70% Americans understand that that's just a component of the larger inflation picture. And ironically, Jennifer Rubin calls you stupid <laughs> because she doesn't understand that. <laughs> so, so typical of the clown show in the media. All right, I got a lot more to get to. Um, I'm going to get to this video here. Speaking of dumb, Kevin Durant in the NBA finally seems to have seen the light about these stupid policies we're pursuing now. So Kevin Durant, is talking Kyrie Irving of the Nets can apparently go in and watch a Nets game, but he's not allowed to play in a Nets game because of these protocols, right? Which is ridiculous. So Kyrie Irving, this basketball player, is allowed in the stadium to watch the game but can't play in the game. So Kevin Durant was asked to comment on this. And this is what happens, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, when the gaslighting here, Biden and Jennifer Rubin and all of them are trying to do, isn't working. Rubin's figuring out people are smarter than her in a tweet. We're all starting to figure it out because we're starting to realize that the information asymmetries they created over the last decade, that we've been lied to by all of the entities that did it. Big tech, media, bureaucracy, academia, science community, they've all lied to us. And people are starting to figure it out on their own. Here's a perfect example. Here's Kevin Durant. Like, isn't this kind of stupid? He's allowed to in the stadium, but he's not allowed to play. Check this out.
0: There's unvaxxed people in this building already. We got a guy who uh, can come into the building. I guess, are they fearing our safety? With Like, I don't get it. So, yeah, we're all confused. Pretty much everybody in the world is confused at this point. Early on in the season, you know, people didn't understand what was going on. But now it just looks stupid. So hopefully, Eric, you got to figure this out.
1: Talking about the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. Like, man, you better figure this out. Folks, gaslighting only works. If you lie, lie often, lie confidently. And most importantly, you isolate people from the truth. That's why they're doubling down right now. The fact checkers on trying to isolate you from the truth, from what's really happening, because they're afraid their gaslighting here isn't working anymore. Unlike in Russia, where it's working pretty well, they're trying the same things here. Let me get to my next sponsor, and then I want to get to uh, you know the, the the people in the Biden administration talking about a stolen election in 2016. I thought they weren't supposed to do that. Kind of weird, right? I got that. I've also got the Pfizer CEO video of him and. Uh, An interesting fact check coming up at the end showing you how terrified they are about the reality of the situation on the ground. You can always count on us for the truth every single time. (laughs) You like that? That's funny stuff. So again, showing you how we live in an information asymmetry environment where the Democrats get to Bush and the liberals a bunch of false information that people believe. While Republicans are silenced and shut up, the same thing Vladimir Putin's doing right now. Washington Examiner, Jerry Dunleavy. Jen Psaki, who actually speaks for the White House, I mean, she is the spokeswoman, says Russia, quote, hacked the 2016 election during a briefing on combating disinformation, folks. <laughs> I'm just going to let that headline speak for itself. I thought you weren't talking about stolen information. She's, she's literally giving a talk on combating, dis- combating disinformation, and then she says Russia hacked the 2016 election. I just said I was going to let it speak for itself when I spoke. Moving on. So here we go. Uh, Speaking of information that's troubling here, this is the Pfizer CEO on a media broadcast this weekend. His name is Albert Bourla. And he's talking about his vaccine, that we were told if you don't take it, you're going to be fired from your job. You're going to be fact-checked and kicked off social media platforms. You're going to be silenced. You're definitely a bad person if you don't take it. And we were told in the beginning the vaccine was upwards of 90% effective at preventing infection, the Pfizer vaccine. Well, none of that, in fact, turned out to be true. So here is the Pfizer vaccine saying the quiet part out loud. I want you to pay attention to the part where he says, quote, it's not that good and it doesn't last very long. This is the CEO of the company.
0: Do you think that we will every fall have to prepare ourselves for a booster shot with COVID just like we get a flu shot? I think so. Any variants are coming and Omicron was the first one that was able to evade in a skillful way, the immune protection that we we're giving, but also we know that the duration of the protection doesn't last very long. So what we are trying to do, and we are working very diligently right now, it is to make not only a vaccine that will protect, again, all variants, including Omicron, but also something that uh, can protect for at least a year. So you've seen some of that data on a, on a fourth dose. second booster shot Mm -hmm. you think it
2: will be necessary
0: it is necessary a fourth boost right now the the protection what you are getting from the third it is uh, good enough actually quite good for hospitalizations and deaths it's not that good against infections but doesn't last very long Mm -hmm. but we are just submitting those data to the fda and then we'll see what the experts also will say
1: again i'm sure the Soviet propaganda, communist, tyrannical fact-checkers with zero credibility or dignity will fact-check this segment. uh, They'll fact-check the CEO of Pfizer's own words, claiming he said something he didn't. He said there, it's not that good and it doesn't last very long. Those aren't my words. Those are his words. Now, you could opinion check that, but that's a fact. That's what he said. And yet we're all supposed to be fired for this. And by the way, I had Dr. Aaron Cariotti on my show this weekend on Fox. Thank you for watching. I deeply appreciate it. We had a lot of great feedback. Talking about that study, MDPI, that study on mutated cell lines in vitro to be cautious about the results. We don't want to do what the left does and jump to any conclusions or lie to people. We want to tell the truth here. But a preliminary study in vitro, not inside the body, that's an important distinction, seems to show that certain cell lines can produce these, the DNA can be changed by this vaccine in those mutated HUH7 cell lines, and they produce spike proteins long-term. Your body's not supposed to be be producing spike proteins in perpetuity or long-term. It's supposed to be producing spike proteins with the mRNA vaccine for a limited amount of time, so you can develop immunity and antibodies and B and T cell memory to those spike proteins, not forever. So we'll see if that study can be replicated inside the human body. And if it does, we should all be very cautious. But don't worry. Listen to the Pfizer CEO who says, quote, it's not that good. Doesn't last very long. You think we'd be doing a risk reward right now? Like, hey, what's going on with that? Is it producing spike proteins long term? We're going to do a uh, serious scientific push to get the answers on it. Eh, No such luck. All right, moving on. Got a couple more stories to get through. Loaded Monday show, as always. Justthenews.com, John Solomon's excellent site. U.S. intel warns that Iran is targeting Americans as Biden nears a nuclear deal that would end sanctions. It was on the air Saturday night live. We had just uh, figured out earlier that uh, Iranian missiles were launched from Iranian territory, striking Erbil, Iraq, our, our, our consulate there. So striking our targets within Iraq, our buildings, our facilities. The Iranians are now hitting us with missiles. They're threatening to kill John Bolton and Mike Pompeo and other Americans, targeting other Americans. Of course, they are a terrorist regime around the world. And what are we doing? We want to give them a path to a nuclear weapon and end sanctions, which would financially enable them to do it. Sounds like a great deal. And we wonder why the Biden administration looks completely incompetent to tyrants around the world. You wonder about that? Also, you wonder why nobody trusts them, why we think they are liars. Well, it's because they are liars, ladies and gentlemen. They are liars. I want you to watch this quick video here. This is from uh, David Martin at CBS, talking about the biomedical research facilities, which Victoria Nuland has already acknowledged exist. Folks, we have said nothing out, of course. We have never told you any lies about these. Are they bioweapons facilities overseas? The answer is nobody knows that for sure outside of government statements at this point. There are no primary source documents indicating conclusively that that is, in fact, a falsehood. That doesn't matter to the government propaganda, communist tyrant fact checkers, of course. But I've asked simple questions. It doesn't negate the fact that Putin Putin is an international terrorist right now. And it doesn't negate the fact that Ukrainians have a right to self-determination. But it does make me grow concerned that there may be materials, what Victoria Nuland called research materials, uh, that could get into the hands of Russians that could potentially be weaponized. Now, that's called the conspiracy theory by leftists who are nothing more than government mouthpieces. I'll show you that in a minute. But here's David Martin on CBS. I wonder if he's going to be fact-checked for saying the exact same thing. Check this out.
2: The concern is
1: that the Russians will
2: seize one of these um, biomedical research facilities that Ukraine has where they do research on deadly pathogens like um, botulism and and anthrax, seize one of those facilities, weaponize the pathogen and then blame it on Ukraine and the US because the US has been providing support for some of the research being done in those facilities. But uh, it appears the Ukrainians have gotten most of those pathogens destroyed.
1: Now, it's weird, because I keep getting fact-checked on this. Guy, did we not say the exact same thing last week during the show? We don't know if there are bioweapons in Right. We, let, me just, let me just be crystal clear. Joe, you were here, too. I was here. We don't know that. I don't know that. I am making no such claim of fact. None. None. You can't fact-check something I'm not stating as a fact. You can opinion check it, but that's not a fact check. That's a different opinion. I have made no such claims. I have said to you repeatedly, my concern is that there are dangerous pathogens there, which seem to be confirmed by Victoria Nuland and the CBS guy. I'm also concerned that the Russians could take custody of that facility, weaponize these materials, and as I said, blame it on Ukraine, and then use that as an excuse to launch a tactical nuke saying, we've a red line's been crossed, the Ukrainians launched chemical biological weapons. Where, did I not say that? Yet it's weird how... David Martin from CBS says the exact same thing, and yet nobody's fact checked there. Kind of strange. Said the exact same thing. Here's Clown Show, uh, healthfeedback.org, clown site, scam site. This is by Floritech. I'll get to that in a minute. Floritech, I guess, is the editor on this, I should say. Says there's no evidence of US funded bioweapons labs in Ukraine. There, no, wait, there, there's no evidence at all? None. Zero? you basing that on, on what? I just said I don't know that, but they seem this positive, Joe. They know. There's no evidence, they say. Claims to the contrary re- misrepresent the U.S. Cooperative Threat Reduction Program. This was by Flora Tech, or Flora Teo, whatever her name is. Here's Flora Teo. She has a Ph.D. from Singapore in human cleansing... My- <laughs> human- Joe, uh, you would think, right? She would have a, a PhD in what? Chemical, biological weapons, nuclear proliferation, yeah, foreign affairs. So. Yeah. No, no. Um, she has a PhD, Joe, in uh, examining how human colonizing, colonizing, excuse me, microbes could evolve. It could revolve in response to changes within a mammalian host and how this process could influence microbial virulence. Oh. Yeah, sounds like uh, she's a real gem there. There's Flora. Flora telling you again what you can and can't talk about. Total, complete, clown show. Ladies and gentlemen, clown show. There is nothing I've told you I've represented as fact when I don't know the facts. What facts I do know I have represented appropriately. The facts are Victoria Nuland said what she said in a hearing to Marco Rubio up at Capitol Hill. The fact of the matter is we know the Washington Post has reported on some of these bioresearch facilities and our work with them. Those are facts. The fact is the United States government is concerned, according to Newland, about these facilities falling into Russian hands. The facts are Vladimir Putin is a terrorist and if he can weaponize this stuff, it presents a danger. Not one of those facts has ever been checked because they're facts. They've only checked my opinion because they replicate the tactics of Vladimir Putin and have created a society where liberals believe things that aren't real. And if they're surprised by Putin weaponizing these chemical, biological potential weapons later on, they were only surprised because of healthfeedback.org and the science editor who's contributing to all of this nonsense. By editing this nonsense and putting my name, my name is in that, healthfeedback.org. And it's funny. They linked to a thing where I said exactly what I just told you. Unbelievable Tyrants all around. us. Thanks again for tuning in, folks. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to my Rumble account. I really appreciate it. The Rumble audience is exploding. It is our free speech site, rumble.com slash Bongino. We're at 2.2 plus million subscribers there. It's all free, of course. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks a lot. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.